for the prosperity of your word in our spirits. We thank you for the prosperity of your word in our lives. We thank you, Jesus, because your word is planted in us, oh God. I can see it planted. And we declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that even as your word is planted inside of us, oh God, that your word will grow, that your word will increase, that your word will multiply. Father, we declare that in the name of Jesus, that your word, oh God, is sufficient for us. Oh Lord Jesus, we declare that our hearts and our minds and our spirits are conducive for the growth of your words. They are conducive, oh God, for the growth of your word. Father, we declare that you will teach our hands, oh God, to prepare a place for your word inside of us. You will mm -hmm. teach us to prepare room for your word inside of us. I declare that our minds do not wrestle against your word. Our spirits do not contend against your word. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we prepare a place for you inside of us this morning. Mm -hmm. We make our confessions known to the heavens and the earth. We make our confessions known to the ends of creation, that the Lord God Almighty is our God, that the Lord God Almighty is our King, that he is the keeper of our lives, he is our rock and our foundation, he is our salvation, he is the God of whom we stand. We make our words known to the ends of the earth, that it is God that we fear, it is God that we honor, it is God that we honor. be exalted in the midst of your people, Jesus. Oh, Rabaka Sita, present yourself to God this morning. Present yourself to God this morning. I present in the name of Jesus. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, it says, Since then that you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden in Christ in God. When Christ, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. It says, since 
you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above. He did not say to you that since you have been raised with Christ, God will help you set your heart. The Holy Spirit will tell you when to set your heart. Oh, you know, beg Jesus to help you set your heart. He says you set your heart. That means it is a conscious, intentional thing that you do. That means it is a responsibility that you have to take. That means it's a work that you have to work on, on your own. It says set your heart. You set your heart. The way that you want to set um, a radio channel or you want to set a TV station, you know, you set it. It is conscious. It is intentional. It is um, done by you. You search. You search until you arrive at the right signal. And you are like, yes, this is the signal for the TV station. This is the signal for the radio station. And then you stop there, you know, and then you leave in that place and you allow that to play around you. That's the same way it says, set your heart, set your heart on the things above. That means you will search for heavenly things. You will search for the things above. You will take your time to examine each thing that comes by. Is this one of God? Is this one from above? Is this one from below? Is this one of the earth? Is this canal? Is this spiritual? Is this divine? Is this heavenly? When you arrive at the one that is from above, you take it and you keep it. You arrive at another reality, you take it and you keep it. You arrive at another reality, you take it and you keep it. And you ensure that your heart is filled with heavenly realities, is filled with the realities of God, with the realities of the power of his throne. He says, set your heart, set it. This is how you set it. So as we wake up every morning to pray, part of what we are doing is setting our heart. We are filling our minds, we are filling our hearts, we are filling our spirits with the consciousness of God. So every time we stay, like now that we are fasting, what are we doing? We are setting. We are setting. We are causing our flesh to die to the desires like food and the satisfaction of, of, of self while we're keeping ourselves away from watching TV, keeping ourselves away from excessively using our phones, from having conversations that are not of God, keeping yourself away from all of these things. You are setting your heart. You are causing your heart to acclimatize to a new way, to acclimatize to a new pattern of thinking, to acclimatize to a new way of um, understanding and evaluating. It is a setting. It is a setting. He says, set your heart on the things that are above where Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Where Jesus, where is Jesus seated at the right hand of God? He's seated, first of all, in heavenly places. He's seated in heaven. And then Jesus is seated. And the right hand of God speaks about the place of authority, speaks about the place of power, speaks about the rulership of God, speaks about the place where God releases his judgment and God releases um, you know, um, uh, 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 the things that he wants to do. He says where Jesus is sitting in authority, set your heart there. That means basically remove your mind from the place of smallness. Remove your, your mind from the place of victim mentality. Remove your, your heart from the place where you think, oh, I have no choice. Oh, I just have to bow to this situation. Oh, there's nothing I can do. There is no way I can handle it. He said, take your mind away from there. Fix your heart in the place where Jesus is Lord, where Jesus has authority, power, and dominion. So that means position your heart in a place where it is consistently seeing Christ as master, consistently seeing the power of God, consistently seeing the authority of God. That means you don't walk around 
around the day thinking in your heart that things will not work out. You walk around it in knowing in your heart that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And as long as he's there, I am there. I put my heart where he is. I put my heart in his authority. I put my heart in his power. And so I declare that in the name of Jesus, all things are working together for my good. Mm -hmm. This morning, can you set your heart? Can you set your heart? Can you set your heart? Can you begin to declare that I see Jesus upon the throne? I see Jesus so Lord Jesus, we tune our hearts, we tune our minds, we tune our thinking, and we position it in the knowledge of your authority. Amen. In the knowledge of your power. Amen. In the knowledge of your dominance. We see and we declare that as we go through this day, throughout today, Lord Jesus, nothing moves our hearts from the place of the throne of God. Amen. Nothing moves our minds from the place of the throne of God. Amen. Our hearts and our minds are saturated with the knowledge of who you are. With the mm. knowledge of the realities that are above mm. in the name of Jesus. Mm. It says, set your mind from verse two. It says, set your mind mm. on the things. There's an extra 6,200. Hello. Mute your microphone. Praise God. Mute your microphone, please. Praise Jesus. Um, from verse two. Um, it then says that set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ God. When Christ is, is your life, 
when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. It says, now set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, not on earthly things. So basically, you are walking on the earth, but your mind, your thinking, your understanding, your evaluation is from the place that is above. The way that you make decisions is from heaven. The way that you um, you make conclusions is from heaven, not from the earth. He says, so even though you be in this world, remember you are not of this world. So when you make decisions in this world, you don't decide the way they do in this world. You decide the way they do in heaven. This is why when they said to Jesus, how shall we pray? He says, I say, Father, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, just as it is in heaven. So for you to be able to walk in the power of God, for you to be able to walk in the authority that Jesus has handed to you. You must live where Jesus is. You must abide where Jesus is. You must drink where Jesus is. You must eat where Jesus is. You must set your mind there. This is the kind of reality that Apostle Paul came into that made him to say things that for me to live is Christ and for me to die is gain. Because even in his body, while he was here on earth, his mind was set above. His mind was set above. He says to live is Christ to die is gain because he could see the fullness of the riches of the life to come. He could see the fullness of the riches of the world to come. Even though he was in this world, yet his mind was set in heaven. Yet his mind was set in the life to come. Yet his mind was set in the power and authority and the government of heaven. He says, set it, set it, set it. It's a choice you have to make. You have to choose to let the things of this world to fall off you. You have to choose. You have to choose. And in the place of prayer, you begin to push your mind, you begin to push your heart, you begin to push your spirit, you begin to command your soul to move towards heaven, to turn towards the son of righteousness. You begin to say to your mind, you think like Jesus, you walk like Jesus, you evaluate like Jesus. And as you begin to pray and as Satan begins to raise the walls of this world and the walls of carnality and begins to remind you of all the things that satisfy your flesh, you pull them down in the name of the Lord Jesus and you allow your spirit to be set free like a bird that is let out of the cage and you are sent in the knowledge of Christ. You are sent in the knowledge of Jesus because Jesus ascended into heaven and he left a trail and he left a path for you by which you can also ascend. The day that he went up to heaven, he did not close the doors of ascension. He did not close the gates of ascension. He left them open so that anyone who wants to follow him, so that anyone who wants to be where he is, they can also find the path. It is in the place of prayer that you find the path of ascension. It is in the place of prayer that you find the path by which men in their mortal state can ascend into the divine nature of God. And so as you begin to pray this morning, push aside from you, push aside from you, every weight of the flesh, every weight of the flesh, and begin to say to your mind, I set you in heavenly places. I set you where Jesus is, Lord. I set you upon the throne of God. I set you in the culture of heaven. I set you in the knowledge of the fact that there are angelic things that surround you. I set you in the place where you can see, where you can understand. 
Amen. 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 You know, the Bible says that where a man's treasure is, there also will his heart be. The reason why your heart is struggling to be set in heaven, the reason why your heart is struggling to be set where the throne of God is, the reason why your heart is struggling to be set where Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God is because your treasure is not there. The reason why many people struggle with eternal realities and they struggle with the realities of divine life is because their treasure is here in this earthly canal world. They look around them and they look at their cars, their houses, their bank account, their children, their spouses, parties, clothes, food. And because their heart is so deeply connected and intertwined with these things, these are the things they call their treasure. There is nothing we have in this world that God did not give to us. There is nothing we have in this reality that was not given to us by God. God can make it exist and not exist at the, at, at, at the at just the snapping of his finger. But you see, there is a place where men, where men of wisdom and revelation, where they lay treasure. Jesus commanded us, say, lay your treasures in heaven. Heap up your 
treasure in heaven, where moth cannot get to it, where it cannot be broken, where thieves cannot get to it, where nothing can steal it. Because every time that you come into prayer, every time you come into intercession, every time you sit before the world, every time you declare to yourself and you declare to your mind and you begin to command your spirit to bow, bow to the ways of God, every time you begin to tune your heart and your mind into heavenly realities, what is happening is you are building a treasure chest for yourself in heaven. Every time you make the right decision, the way that Jesus will make it, you are heaping for yourself treasures in heaven. Every time you choose to stand where God will stand and to take a position and posture that Jesus will take, you are setting your treasures in heaven. And he says, in this place that modes don't get to it, in this place thieves cannot get to it, in this place they cannot be devalued, not like the dollar and the naira, that you wake up one minute, they say it is now 570, the next day it is 450. No, he says this place has got a standard system and it is the system of God himself. This place, you're, the things that you build and the things that you erect for yourself, they are never devalued. He says, set your heart there. 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 He said, this is how you are able to operate. I found out that the problem with a lot of people, the reason why they cannot set their heart in heavenly realities is because they do not know what is in heaven. They do not know what is in heaven. So every time that I teach people, I tell them, I say, listen to me. You must know what is above for you to be able to build a prototype of it on the earth. You must know how the above operates for you to be able to build systems below that carry the life of the above. You must know what is present above for you to be able to identify it here on earth or to be able to say this is not it here on earth. You must know what the culture above is for you to be able to replicate the culture here on earth. For the above is not really far from us. For the above is not really uh, in a distant place. For the, Jesus said that the kingdom of God is near you you, even inside of you, even on your lips. The kingdom of God is right here, is inside of us. The above is not a place that is distant. The above is a place that we interact with on a daily momentary basis. The above is not a place that we need to get to with spaceships and rockets. For the above is a realm that we open. The moment we open our mouth and we begin to declare the Psalms and we begin to release the hymns and we begin to commune with the Father, the above is open unto us. And there is an ascending first before there is a descent. That means a man must ascend above before he can see the descending of the goods that are above. So you must ascend first. You must ascend first. You must ascend first. If any man is going to tap into the resources of heaven, he must be a man that has mastered the art of ascending. He must be a man that has mastered the art of ascending, of moving up. And so even though your body lies in this world, yet your spirit he must be a man that has learned how to open the gates of heaven. He must be a man that has learned how to signal the courts of heaven. He must be a man that has learned how to open the doors and the windows of heaven. For above is not far. Above is not far. Above is not far. For Jesus is here right now with you. Jesus is here right now with you. For Jesus began to declare. And he said, for surely you will see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The last time we saw angels ascending and descending was at the place of Bethel, at the place when Jacob saw in his dream that there was an 
ascension and then descended. And he said on top of that ladder, he saw the son of man. He saw the son of man. But Jesus then said to himself, he said to the disciples, listen, you will see that same ascending and descending, but you will see it upon the son of man. That means the ladder that Jacob saw is Jesus himself. That means it is upon Jesus that an ascending and a descending happens. That means the pathways to the heavens is Jesus. That means the way to heaven is Jesus. That means the ladder that you climb and use when you want to ascend is Christ himself. Without Christ, there is no ascension. That means if a man would ever connect with heaven, the man must first connect with Jesus. The man must first connect with Jesus because he is the ladder. He is the ladder. He said upon the son of man. That is where ascending and descending happens upon the son of man. And in that scripture, it began to say to you in verse three, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ and Christ in God. That means now we are inside the ladder himself. We are hidden in Christ. Who is the ladder? We are hidden in Christ. Who is the portal for ascension? We are hidden with Christ. Who is the one that connects humanity with the heavens? We are hidden in Christ and Christ is hidden in God. That means we are hidden in the fullness of the Godhead. That means for us to connect with heavenly realities is normal. For us to live inside of it is normal. No wonder Elisha said to God, he said, open the eyes of this my servant and enable him to see what surrounds him. And so I pray for you in the name of Jesus, that you will see what surrounds you. You Amen. would realize that for you to be hidden with Christ means that you are hidden in the ladder. You are hidden in the one upon whom ascending and descending happens. Amen. You are hidden in the one upon whom the angels find their ways to earth. Oh, like a man who lives in a house and did not know what was behind the doors in each room. Ask the Lord to open unto you this morning the door of the ladder, the door of the ladder. Ask God to open unto you the door of the ladder so that when you sit at your desk this morning, ha, your mind can in a so that you will open the door of the ladder to your sin in front of your computer, that the heavenly will come down over you and you will receive the inspiration of God to do the work that you do. Know that as you are walking around in your house, huh, that you will open the ladder everywhere in your home. Can you pray that as you stand with your children and as you stand with your spouse, huh, that you will open the ladder over their lives. You open it the ladder is declare that the ladder is set down. declare that the door is open to Oh, <laughs> 
I declare to you, sons of the Most High, that there is a door open unto you in heaven. There is a door that is constantly open unto us. And so this morning, the Lord opens that door within your bodies. For there is a door, there is a door, there is a door, there is a door, there is a door of connection. For Jesus is not far from us, for Jesus is near us. This is why the Bible calls him Emmanuel, God with us, God with us. I need you to see it in your spirit, huh? that he is the door that is open and he is with you. And the place that he leads you to is to heaven the place that he leads you that's why he says so that where i am there also you will be for i go to prepare a place for you so that where i am there also you will be i am in heaven i am in heaven i am in heaven because that is where jesus is and so we open that door in our bodies right now i begin to pray for people who are sheep let the door be open in your body let the Open in your body. Amen. Let the let it be open in your body. Amen. And I command your cells and I command your blood vessels. I command your bones. I command every part of your body right now. Right now, your blood. Uh, let it begin to reconstitute itself according to the order of heaven. Amen. Because the door of heaven is open over you. Let your body, let your body, let your body, let your body. Heaven. Let it confirm now. Let it confirm now. Let it tune itself to the reality of God. I command every rebellious cell to die. I command every cancer cell to die. I command every cell that carries sickness and infirmity to die. Let them begin to melt away like what? I command the demonic satanic oppressions to break off you in the name of Jesus. For the door has been opened. The Bible says in him was life and the life was the light of man and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. For Jesus is the light. For Jesus is the light. Even as the ladder is open over you right now, I see Jesus standing above it and standing over you with the brightness of his light shining inside of you. Therefore, no darkness, no demon, no power of hell can stand in your body, can stand in your room, can stand in your life. In the name of Jesus, I command that hope to break off you. Amen. 
right now I declare that this Zoom call is a door and a we set our minds and so in the name of Jesus I decree and I declare that anyone who was under the bondage and the slavery of this world, anyone who was plagued by the things that plague this world, even as we have changed the atmosphere over your home, and we have changed the atmosphere over your heart, and we have changed the atmosphere over your life, and we have called down the heavens to the earth. We declare that heaven is kissing earth. We declare that the realities of God are near us even right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, even as this has come down, Lord, we begin to pull down healing for the bodies of people. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare that your body is restored, that your body is restored. It is restored to perfect function in the name of Jesus. Right now, I declare healing of hearts, restoration of the souls of men. If there is anybody who has been broken, fragmented, disjointed, I declare that in the name of Jesus right now, there is restoration in your soul. There is restoration in your mind. The very things that broke you, the very things that has made you want to give up. Right now, I command an infusion, an infusion of the blood and the life of Jesus. Let it meet with that struggle. Let it meet with that struggle, whether it Depression, whether it be fear, whether it be shame, whether it be frustration, whatever it is, I command the ancient one, the blood of the ancient one, to meet with it. For they have said to you that this is how it is in your family. It is a covenant that was made, and you have been struggling to break it. Listen to me, there is none that is older than the ancient of days. And the ancient of days gave his blood as a living, breathing, speaking sacrifice. Today I command and I declare that the blood of Jesus, the speaking of the blood is a reality inside of your life. Let the voice of the blood, let it echo over your altar. Let it echo over your prayer chamber. Let it echo all over your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Amale, Otome, Akabe, Asumi, Zambe, Bebele, Kolomo, Shababa, Shababa, Mbaba, Ekele, Bokotosia, Zabele, Bokotubaha. I want you to hear me. The Lord has released healing for people on this call. Amen. The Lord has released restoration for people on this call. Amen. You need to receive it. You need to receive it by faith. I receive it, oh Lord. Agree with God. I receive your healing. It is possible for a person in the split second for everything that was upon you, every stronghold, every oppression, it is possible for it to be broken in a split second. So when the Lord says, I have released you, the Lord has released When the Lord says, I have delivered you, the Lord has delivered you. When the Lord says, I have set you free, the Lord has set you free. Amen. So I need you to believe it and to receive it. Amen. Believe it and receive it. Believe it and receive it. And so right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for that child that is autistic. I pray for that child that is autistic. And I even pray more for the mother. For for some reason, you have been blaming yourself. And you have said to yourself, Satan has said to you, that it is because of a couple of things you did while you were pregnant. That's why that child came out like that. And so right now, I release the forgiveness of God over you. I release the forgiveness of God over you. I see Jesus sitting beside you and holding you right now. And I see Jesus just holding you tight. And let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. I break the hold of shame over your life. I break the hold of guilt over you. I declare that you are free in the name of Jesus. And right now, I just stretch my hand in collaboration with the hand of Christ and with your hand as the mother over that child. And I say, son, you are made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Child, you are made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. Arise. Arise and let the clothes of autism, let them be laid behind. I begin to speak to you right now. I said new signs begin to show concerning you. New signs begin to show concerning you. They will say to themselves, how is it this one started speaking so fluently? How is it that articulation is here? How is it that imagination is here? How is it that expression has come? Because it is the hand of God that has done this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we celebrate that victory. God, we celebrate that victory with thanksgiving. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Because you came for this woman and her child. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you have done it. Thank you, Father, because you have done it. And thank you, Lord, because you have done it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And God, I just pray for that person who has got a problem with their ankle, got a problem with their foot. Now, in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that restoration comes to that ankle in Jesus' name. I declare that the hand of Christ is laid upon your legs. And now I command bone, sinus, cartilage, blood, every single thing, come back into order. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come back into order in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I see the image of someone that was beaten, whether by a scorpion or a snake or something. And I don't even know if it's physical or it was spiritual, but it has a physical manifestation. 
And the person may not be on this call. It may be someone you know, and the person is struggling right now. The person is struggling for their lives right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray over that individual. And I ask, oh God, that you will saturate their atmosphere with the atmosphere of the angelic. For what happened to that person was demonic and targeted by hell. And so right now, I take the target off your back in the name of Jesus. Amen. and I declare that there is a new target on you, and it is a target of the blood of Jesus. Amen. When they come back to search for that book and by which they trace you, they will find the blood. And now I speak to your body. I say, you will no longer you will no longer respond to that venom that was put inside of you. Amen. The blood of Jesus is the new thing that is infused into your system. Amen. Oh, child of God, you will live and you will not die. This is not how you are going to be taken out. You live and you will not die. You live and you will not die. Amen. I speak the word of God to that poison. The Bible says you will even drink deadly things and it will not harm you. Even when snakes and scorpions, when they try to bite you, it will not harm you. For the Bible declares that when the serpent attached itself to the hand of Apostle Paul, that he shook up the serpent and shook it into the fire. Right now, in the name of Jesus, with this saint of God upon this call, I join, we join our faith with yours and we shake it off. We shake off. We shake off that serpent that attached itself to you. Amen. We shake it off in the name of Jesus. Amen. I will that it is consumed in the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You, are set, you are set free. You are set free. Amen. You are set free. Amen. The Holy Ghost is pushing that venom out of your system. Amen. You and you will not die. For Amen. those that have been beaten in the realm of the spirit, for there is somebody here, it was even a dream that you had. You saw it, you were beaten. You were beaten in your dream. And the Lord says that from that day, a poisonous venom was infused into your system. And it is something that has been working against your mind and working against your soul. And I declare right now, in the name of Jesus, let that venom, yes, yes, precious Holy Spirit, thank you. Precious Holy Spirit, thank you. I see the Holy Ghost going into um, your soul realm like a movers with a truck and uh, he's entering the rooms and he's picking different objects that are not of God and he's moving them out moving them out of your life and so right now in the name of Jesus Lord you are bringing you are pushing out you are removing the venom of hell and death you are removing the venom of hell and death you are removing the venom of hell and death that wants to corrupt this person and wants them to self-destruct that was the plan of hell so that for inside you, you will bring your own destruction. And so now in the name of Jesus, we declare that that verdict of hell is overturned and we release the power of the above. We release the power of heaven. We release the power of the throne of God where Jesus is seated at his right hand. We declare and we decree that right now that verdict is overturned. I say to you, you will not lose your mind. I say to you, you will not lose your mind. I say to you, you will not lose your mind. You have your mind back in the name of Jesus. Amen. You think the way that Christ wants you to think. You imagine the way that Amen. God wants you to imagine. I Amen. command the voice in your head. Every voice, every satanic demonic echo that Satan has been echoing into your life right now, I command it to be shut down in Amen. Jesus. last day you will hear that voice. I command Amen. it to begin to hear the melody of heaven. I command Amen. it to begin to hear the singing in heaven. The Amen. Bible says that the Lord rejoices over us with singing. You will begin to hear the rings and the and the melodies and 
all the words of Christ over you, you will not hear the words of hell. You will not hear the demonic, the demonic plans and, and, and the demonic threats of hell anymore. But for Amen. today, your spirit man is open to hear the voice of God. To hear the Amen. voice of God. Amen. We completely annul that threat of hell in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so right now, even as we speak of the things that are above, I see babies, I see babies, souls that were released from heaven. And it is almost as though on their way in, they were held in the second heavens. And I see the wombs empty. And I see that demonic spirits want to occupy that womb. And they want to put things like fibroids. And they want to put cysts. And they want to put all kinds of things from hell. So that that womb is not able, there's no longer room for it to accommodate what was intentionally um, planned for it by God. And, and, and they want to seek to increase it. And you see, I also see a womb that fibroid was removed from and it is trying to grow back and the Lord says rebuke it and say to it that whosoever the son has set free is free indeed and say I say to your womb in the name of Jesus you are free Amen. you are free Amen. for the Lord God Almighty has set you free you remain free Amen. And right now we begin to partner with God and we partner with heaven. And we say, let those babies be released. Let those babies be released. Let them, yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. They begin to locate the right wounds. I see angels taking babies to women, taking babies to women. I see you breastfeeding in the name of Jesus. I see you sitting on a rocking chair, breastfeeding your baby in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. If you're a woman here and you're believing God for a child, I just want you to put your hand on your womb. I'm just going to partner with you because I have received a supernatural miracle of a baby. And so I say that, Lord God Almighty, the same way you did it in me, do it in them. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I use myself as a point of contact and as a conduit for this miracle. Father, for there must be a witness on earth and a witness in heaven concerning the things that you want to do. Father, I stand on earth this morning as a witness concerning supernatural childbirth, supernatural bearing of babies. And as I stand as a witness, I connect with the witness of the blood of Jesus. And I declare declare that concerning the women on this call, concerning the people believing you for babies, Father, let their wounds be filled with babies. Let their wounds Filled with seed, let their wounds begin to conceive. Father, every other thing that has occupied the womb ha, that is not of you, God, let it melt away like wax to fire. Let it melt away like wax to fire. In the name of Jesus, and let their wounds be filled with babies. Now, in Jesus' name, Father, I thank you. Because this time next year, we are going to be doing multiple baby dedications. Multiple baby dedications. In the name of Jesus, back to back. Father, I thank you because we will share testimonies, oh God. We will share testimonies. In next month's prayer reign, we are going to begin to testify of so many pregnant women. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, God. Because the chain is broken. The door is broken. They are set free. Salamoka. Kerabakota. Sukata. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For he has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. 
He has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. Oh, that man will praise the Lord. Oh, that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, to the children of men. For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, to the children of he has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. Jesus has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. My God has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. Jesus has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. Over your children, he has broken the gates of brass. He has torn the bars of iron asunder. Over your marriage, he has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. Over your business, he has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. Over your mind, he has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of iron asunder. Oh, that man will praise the Lord. Oh, that man will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, to the children of men. For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, to the children of men. He has broken the gates of brass and the bars of he has broken the gates of brass and broken the bars of iron. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord. Jesus, you have broken the gates of brass. You have broken the gates that are made of brass. The bars of iron, you have torn them asunder. You who put in the wheels of Pharaoh's chariots and you caused them to be drowned in the Red Sea. The God of strategy, the one who is called the supernatural strategist, I bow before you. I thank you for your presence on this call. I thank you for your spirit that fills this meeting. I thank you, God, for the gates of brass that you have broken. I thank you because this is the day of rescue and the day of deliverance. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for the people you have set in this morning. My God, I worship you. My God, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Because I see homes where there was a gully, gully, gully between the husband and the wife. And even though it looks like they were sitting on the same chair, the chair was split open in the demonic realm. And there was a huge gully of fire between them. So that even when they attempted to connect with each other, they had the choice of going through fire or staying safe separately or go through fire to be together. So my God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we command that fire to die. Mm. That demonic, satanic, oppressing fire. We command you to die. Amen. And we command the spirit of disunity to leave the homes of these people. 
And we say in the name of Jesus, that mm. what God has joined together, let no spirit from hell put asunder. Mm. Let no power of darkness put asunder. Mm. I awaken your spirits to the reality of the realm of the spirit. And I say to you, you will not be the ones that will give the enemy key into your house to plunder you. From mm. today, I say that your spirit is awakened to the knowledge, to the reality of the operations of the spirit realm. Mm. From today, I say to you that as the Lord quenches that fire, that you will begin to reunite and you will keep the unity by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Let there be a revival mm. upon marital altars. Let mm. there be a revival upon marital altars. Mm. Let the fire of God fall upon your altar once more. Let mm. the fire of love fall upon your altar once more. Let the fire of restoration and reconciliation, let it fall upon your altars once more. Let it look like new all of a sudden. Let old be done and let the new come in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I say to that woman who your husband left the house and you have said to yourself, will he ever return? I say to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, he is coming back. Amen. He returns to his children. He returns Amen. to his home. He returns to his place as Amen. the man. I declare that in the name of Jesus, to Amen. all that had gone astray, all that had left, Amen. they return. They return Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. The angels of God create a path for him to find his way back. Amen. And the hold of the sorcerer is broken. Amen. Now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the abundance of miracles, oh God. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for restoration happening now in homes, in homes, in homes, in homes, in homes, in homes, in the name of Jesus. Your child returns to you. Your child returns to you. Amen. Call them back from where they are. The same God that spoke to the prodigal son. And returned his heart to his father. Amen. I speak to that child. I say his heart is returned to you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Her heart is returned to her home in the name of Jesus. Let there be a great returning that happens. Amen. A great returning that happens in this season in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for he has broken the gates of brass. And he has gone asunder the bars of iron. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. For God is our refuge and strength and an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters row and fall and the mountains quake with the surging, we will not fear. Amen. We do not shake. Amen. God is in the midst of us. Amen. Psalm 46, verse 4, it says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. Oh, for God is with her. God is within her, and she will not fail. God will help her at break of day. I declare to you that the break of day has come. Amen. And God has come. 
Amen. So there is a river that flows through you. Mm-hmm. And the streams of God, they bring gladness to your city. And mm-hmm. so in the name of the Lord Jesus, let the temple over your life, let it change. Amen. Let the reading over your life, let it change. Amen. To you who have sat in the clothes and the garments of mourning for so long, the Lord says it is time to take it off. For the day of rejoicing is here. And the day of gladness is here. And the day of peace is here. For the day of shame has gone with the window of yesterday. And so in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the opening of the season of rejoicing over your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You see, uh, a while ago, I gave a group of people an assignment, a class that I teach. And I told them to tell me about certain realities in heaven. Because I was explaining to them that you cannot engage with a realm that you do not understand. You cannot engage with a place that you do not know. You know, for you to be able to, um, for you to be able to talk about the things in heaven or appropriate them mm-hmm. into your life, you need to know what exists there. Because I, I see the image of, uh, of, of a GPS and, you know, the Holy Ghost is our, our GPS. The Holy Ghost is the one that, you know, we say destination ABC and we plug it into the Holy Spirit and he's the one that takes us there. In fact, sometimes we don't even know what the destination should be. He's the one that puts the destination in us and he's the one that helps us to arrive there. But you see, the problem is that a lot of people have not um, gone through training. So the, the difference between the Holy Ghost as our navigation system and this real spirit you know, and, and the, the earthly navigation system is that the earthly navigation system, you don't even need to know where you're going. You don't even need. But with the Holy Spirit, he's the one that tells us where we are going and he leads us to where we are going. But you see, it takes a practice of the spirit for you to be able to effectively understand what his leadings are. So the problem with a lot of people is that the Holy Spirit has put destination heaven. He has put destination Zion inside of you. And every day when you wake up, there is a sense in which you know there is more. There is a sense in which you feel like you should engage the throne of God better. But you know, because a lot of people feel a lack of discipline have not been able to to disciple, allow allow the Lord disciple their spirits onto knowing the pathways of God, you know, and so because of that, you are constantly limited. The Holy Spirit is constantly saying to you, hey, heaven, Zion, this is the place, turn your eyes there, see the realities there so that you can receive confidence here on earth because what you need is to know the kingdom you have come from. What you need is to know the home you have come from. You see, the thing about the prodigal son, why his story is so um, critical, why his story is so powerful is because one day he woke up and he said to himself i don't need to subject myself to this i don't need to remain in this you know the, the son was able to wake up and say no my father's house is better there is more for me there there are things that i should have there are things that i should walk in there are realities that should be mine i should never have to struggle let me tell you people something there are times when my businesses are not functioning. I don't have money. There are times when I'm literally sitting and paying people's staff salary in ministry, but I myself, I get nothing. And I look at my bank account. The only thing I do is I say to it, I say, God is going to provide. So what I need to do, I will do. And I'm not kidding you. Before you know what's happening, someone has sent you something. I don't fret. Those who know me know I never fret when it comes to money. I plan according to the pocket of my father. 
and my father is God. My hand is constantly in Jehovah's pocket. So I am, the things I need, I pull it from there. When we have to do programs in, in the ministry and stuff like that, there are times that the Lord can command and say, go and do a major program and the budget for the program can be 15 million, 20 million. I don't even fret. I tell them, I said, the Jesus that brought bread and fish, we will start from there. So I say, let us bring the bread that we have and the fish that we have. What do we have? Okay, 50K, 100, oh yeah, bring it. That God is going to break and multiply. And surely the Lord breaks it and he multiplies it. So whether it be in abundance, the day I'm looking and I'm seeing how many million in the account, or whether the day I'm, I'm looking and I'm seeing, it doesn't bother me. Because the true figure is not the figure that Zenith GT, uh, SCMB showing me. That's not the real figure. The real figure is in my father's pocket. And you see, my father, the thing about him is that he sits down. When he breathes, style will come out from his nose. You know, he is constantly creating. He's a creator. He's an abundant God. He used to use gold gold to make streets. So I, I, I don't bother about things like that because I, I have a connection to the reality of where I have come from and the reality of my father's house. And so that was how the prodigal son was. He just woke up. He was like, I don't need to take this. The reason why many of you have sat in abusive relationships is because you don't know your father. The reason why you have allowed somebody wake up and beat you every day is because you don't know your father. If you knew God, then you will know that your father will never subject you to a thing like that. You will know that your father has drawn boundary lines around the way that you should be treated, around the way that you should be carried. And so what, did, what is missing in this recipe of prayer is the knowledge of God, is the knowledge of heaven, is the knowledge of his will. And this is why you cannot pray without reading scriptures. You should not fast without embedding yourself in scriptures. You should not go through a season like this without constantly playing the word of God and listening to sermons. Maximize the press. Maximize the press. Maximize the fast. Maximize the getting up in the morning to pray. Fill yourself up with the word of God. You see, this destiny is yours. This life is yours. It is what you make of it that it will become. We don't live ourselves to, we don't believe in things like what will be, will be. Living my best life is not that I'm wearing somebody's ashrebi and singing on social media and dancing. That's not me living my best life. Me living my best life is holding the word of God and saying whatever this word has for me, I receive it. Whatever this word has for me part time is mine in the name of Jesus. That is me at my best life. You know, so we must at this point in time connect with knowledge and revelation. What is hidden in heaven? And when I gave them this assignment, they gave me all kinds of powerful things. I'm just reading someone's assignment right now. You know, they talked about, um, you know, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Philippians 3 verse 20. The person was talking about our citizenship is one of the things in heaven. So when people ask me, are you Nigerian? Are you, I'm not any of these things. So it is here on earth that I carry these human earthly identities. But the truth is that in the realm of the spirit, it is not about male or female and you know, gender, Nigerian or American. In the realm of the spirit, I'm an, I'm an entity that operates according to the realities of God. So the only reality I have is the reality of the throne of God, you know? And so the identity I have is the identity of the lion 
nation of the tribe of Judah. And so our citizenship is in heaven. Who you are is in heaven. And the thing about citizenship is that you have the right and the benefit of the kingdom that you are a citizen of. So the question to you is, have you been receiving all your benefits? Or do you have so many checks from the government that are yet to be cashed? What are the things that heaven has laid down for you that you have not yet received? When you wake up in the morning, do you receive from heaven? Do you drink from heaven? Or do you drink from your cell phone? Do you drink from heaven? Or do you drink from your email? Do you drink from the streams of heaven? Or do you drink on the streams of social media? You must first drink the drink of Zion before you drink the drink of humanity. You must first receive from the rivers of heaven and bathe in the rivers of God before you allow the rivers of this world to touch you. Because you see, when you bathe in the rivers of God, even though your feet walk in the rivers of this world, you walk on top of the waters of this world. You don't drown in them when you are first bathed in the rivers of God because your citizenship is in heaven. My news is not on CNN. My news is in Zion. What is the Lord saying? Jesus said, woe to you. Look at you. You are able to interpret the signs of times. You are able to say, oh, it will rain. Oh, the sun will come. Oh, the moon will come. He said, but yet you cannot tell what time it is. The time that Jesus was talking about was not the physical clock. He was talking about the spiritual clock. He was talking about the clock in the heavenlies. He was talking about the timings of heaven. He was talking about the timings of Zion. He said, how is it that you cannot tell that the king of glory has come and he's in the midst of you? How is it that you cannot tell that the time of salvation is here? You are still beating yourself up about the fulfillment of the laws of Moses. You see, Jesus was saying, you must know what time it is. But for you to know what time it is, you must set your wristwatch to the time zone. So many people, you have not set yourself. That's why he says, set, set, set your heart, set your heart, tune your heart. The way we set in the kingdom of God is by knowledge, is by revelation. The more you receive, the more you receive, because you go in the direction of what you know. You grow in the direction of the knowledge that saturates your heart. So you must fill yourself up with the knowledge of Zion, with the knowledge of the kingdom. Your citizenship is in heaven. Another thing that is set in heaven, it speaks about the throne of God. And it speaks about uh, uh, um, justice and righteousness that is the foundation of his throne. There is worship that goes on in heaven. You know, there is the light of God that is the one that lights up all the cities in heaven. The courts of God are in heaven. The Bible speaks about how Satan was going to raise an accusation, you know, against Job and Satan. Um, he came and he began to speak in the courts. The question is, what was he doing there? You know, he had taken the authority of man. So he then had the right to be in the courts or courts of God that man should have been in. The place that belongs to man is the place that Satan had taken. If not, he had no business gathering when the sons of God gathered. But he had taken the rights that belonged to man. So he was able to enter into the courts of God. Listen to me. Someone was speaking to me recently about some lady troubling their marriage. I said, listen to me. The reason why this person is still hanging around the fringes is because you have not summoned her to the courts of heaven. I say, someone has spirit, someone there. They will be wondering what happened to me, what is going on. Listen to me. There is nothing my eye has not seen in this life. The things that I preach to you are realities. I preach the realities of God. And it is possible for the fire of God to fall upon a situation. And people will be looking at you and asking you, please, who is your, for us in Africa, we call it Juju. Who is your Jasmine? Who is the person you are talking to that is working these miracles for you? Listen to me. There is a court in heaven. And every case that is settled in that court is settled on earth. But the problem is 
the sons of God do not know how to walk in. So many times we are subject and subjugated to things that we had no business being part of. You see, because these things are like the, the tones that, that come to choke, that come to choke the real work of God that he wants to do in us and with us and through us. So you are suffocating. The man that is suffocating is only thinking about survival. He's not thinking about building. He's not thinking about establishment because all he wants to do is breathe through the next minute. So part of the strategies of health in this time and in this generation is to suffocate the children of God so that their hearts are set on only survival. You know, but you see, you must get out of survival mood and you must get into savior mood. Because you were called to be a savior and a deliverer like God. You know, you cannot remain in survival. How do I live to this day? How do I live to the next day? So anything that troubles you, trouble it. Anything that troubles you, trouble it. Jesus, the Bible says, God said in his word, he said, it is a righteous thing for God to recompense trouble for they that trouble you. So it is in God's righteousness that he troubles your enemies. And I need you to understand what I'm talking about. There is a place you must get to in the realm of the spirit where you hold the neck of your enemies and you don't let it go. Many people have entered a place that they call faith, but it is not faith, but they have this is because they have given up. Many people have entered pseudo strength, but it is not strength. It is the strength of what can I do? So they just give up. And in the man that is looking, you will think, wow, this person is so strong. It's a lie. True strength, strong people, they go to war. The ones that are strong, they fight. The ones that are strong, they wrestle. The ones that are strong, they keep their borders and they preserve their boundaries. So you must wake up this morning. You must wake up in the spirit of a warrior. You must wake up in the spirit of one who fights. You must get up and live survival mode and begin to, you will take the word of God you will shake it the way you shake a container or a piggy bank until the last square falls off. You will shake the word of God and say, every promise, every promise, it must fall. It must come out for me. Everything that God has allocated to me, refuse, refuse for Satan to massage you until you fall asleep and then you fall into the routine of this world. Never shake it off, shake it off, shake it off and say to yourself, mm -mm, if there is yet a thing in it, I must get it. Remember what Isaac said to Esau. He said, in the day that you become restless, the yoke shall be broken from your shoulder. And so I provoke a holy restlessness in you in the name of Jesus. You will not find rest until you go to war. You will not find rest until you go to war. You will not relax until you begin to fight. In the name of Jesus, I declare that no longer shall your boundaries be plundered. But from today, you will rise up and you will reinstate the boundary lines of God. You will reinstate the ancient landmarks of God. In the name of Jesus, everything that the Lord has said, everything that the gospel has said, you will actualize in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare, I declare that you will not make peace with the crumbs that fall from the tables of hell. But I declare that from today, Today, there is a warrior, there is a warrior, there is the voice of the warrior rising out from deep within you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let there be a shaking. Let there be a shaking. Speak to your soul. Say, Arise, oh my soul. Arise, oh my spirit. Let the voice of the lion of the tribe of Judah, let it be heard round me from deep within my being. Arise, oh my mind. Arise, oh my spirit, and go to war in the name of Jesus. 
Oh, for the Bible declares in the book of Hebrews 12 from verse 22, it began to say, but we have come to, to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. To an innumerable company of angels, we have come, we have come. We are not coming. We are not trying to enter. We were not there yesterday. He says, we have come. We have arrived at our destination, Zion. He says, so this is where we are. In this city, it is called, written on the gates, the city of the living God. It is the heavenly Jerusalem. There are innumerable companies of angels here. We have come to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are written in heaven. And we have come to God, who is the judge of all. And we have come to the spirit of just men made perfect. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And we have come to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh of better things than the blood of Abel. And so, Father, let the realities of Zion, let them be appropriated unto us this morning. In the name of Jesus, Amen. the realities of Zion, the realities of Zion, the realities of Zion. There are some matters that you have to summon to the courts of heaven. There are some issues that you need to say, um, God, please, I need you to look into this matter. And don't, 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 don't bring up the issues, like I said, like a survivor, like you're a survivor, you're just trying to survive. No, 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 no. Bring up the issues as a son as one who knows that it is your right to amend this matter. For Satan has written some constitutions in your life that are not of God. Somebody has to break it. You need to break it. You need to tear the thing he wrote and break his pen and throw his ink away so that even in your children's lives, he cannot now come back and revisit the matter and rewrite it. Mm -hmm. So you need to raise certain issues to God and go through scriptures, look for the scriptures that speak concerning the matter and then take it to the Lord. Do not be a lazy citizen. 
Do not be a lazy citizen who does not file his taxes. He does not go to get his benefits. He does not pay his rent. He does not put power and electricity. So you are living in brokenness and deadness. The Bible says, I went by the the field of a lazy man. His walls were broken. You know, uh, uh, um, the walls that were standing, weed had overrun it. You know, his farmland, weed everywhere choked. The lazy man also has a field. The difference between the productivity of a lazy man and a rich man is that the rich man tills his field and the lazy man does nothing about it. The problem with a lot of Christians is that we have become lazy believers. We do not go into the word and till the Bible, and till the revelation, and till knowledge, and, and appropriate the things we see in scripture to our life. And you are go- and we don't go to spiritual practices anymore. Don't, do not be a lazy believer. Do not be a lazy citizen. Appropriate unto yourself all that is available in Zion. If you must go and take a course, if you must sit down in front of YouTube, whatever you need to do, do it. But you must know. You must know. You must know. By knowledge, a house is built. By by understanding, his room are filled with beautiful things. You can rebuild your life. And you can fill your life with the beauties of heaven. But what you need to do is go after knowledge and understanding. Go after it, run after it. Don't ever sit sit in darkness concerning any matter. No matter the issue that is raised, don't say, "Hmm, you know, I don't know, I just just don't know. Don't even use that phrase on a daily basis. So don't say things like, oh, I don't know. You know in the name of Jesus, your mind is open. There's a ladder in your mind and it connects to God. Seated at the other side of the ladder is the son of man. So you know all things. You know all things. You must get into knowledge and maximize your citizenship. And so, Father, even as you have said to us today that the door is open, that we are in Zion, that the realities of heaven are ours, we declare that the blessedness of heaven is ours today. Father, as we go through this day, let us have encounters. Father, as we go through this day, let us experience angelic visitations. Father, as we go through this day, let us be able to say that I saw the hand of the Lord at work. Let us have some spiritual encounters in this day. People that will even go back to bed after this call, Father, give them dreams, accurate visitations. Let them see the things that their physical eyes cannot see when their eyes are open. Let them see it when their eyes are shut. Let them come into an understanding of the operation in their homes. Let them begin to see the things that are working and lurking in their homes, in their businesses, in their lives, in their offices. For those that are going to work, for those that are engaging, my God, Father, bless their hands. Father, give them support, give them assistance. Father, strengthen them. Father, I pray that we anoint the voices of your children, that this ladder and this door that they have opened as a straight connection to Zion, to heaven, my God, it will not be shut. Father, teach them how to steward your presence, how to carry your presence, how not to lose the glory of your presence in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you because prayer reign is not on Zoom. Prayer reign is not on our computers and phones. Prayer reign is a reality that is open to us. So, Father, let this reality follow us everywhere. Let this reality drench us, oh God. Let this rain, oh God, drench our children. Let it drench our husbands. Let it drench, oh God, our wives. Let it drench everything that concerns us in the name of Jesus. Let us be able to say, surely 
the kingdoms of our life have become the kingdom of God and of his Christ. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. We receive everything you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Amen. Uh, it, 